When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. Thanks to all of you who've taken the time to dial the number and send through a text. Mike in Launceston, thanks for holding for a while. Mike, to make your point on the Tassie team, but I wanted to give you uh, more than just a minute or two leading up to news. Welcome to you, Mike, uh, in Launceston. G'day, Dwayne. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, good. Uh, how's things down there in Lonnie? Uh, not too bad. Beautiful sunny day as always, and I'm doing a bit of painting, so yeah, all good. Oh, um, yeah, look, the, the, the comment I want to make, I found it interesting um, in the interview with the PM. That's the first time I've heard the issue of the number of games in Launceston being paid. Now, I'm, I'm self-interested in this. I'm a Hawthorne member, get four games a year. That's about as many league passes you can manage if you've got things on. And as far as anyone giving details about the number of games being played in Launceston, there's been complete silence. And if the team's going to be a Tasmanian team, it's going to have to play around Tasmania. So, yeah, it was that, it was just the first time I've heard, you know, any of the big players make some comments around that. And it'll be interesting so to see how you, it's managed. But What, what would be the split? Would it be a 7-4 split? Because you currently, you've got, what, four Hawthorne games there in Tasmania, so it could be a 7-5 split if there was also a pre-season game yeah. there in Launceston. Well, well, I, I, I think my general comment is if you've got four, any less than that, you're going backwards. And, you yeah. you know, the the, the community's being um, disadvantaged. And, and I think, you know, access to football in, in Launceston is fantastic. Um, it happens in winter, which is the dead tourist time. You know, you talk to publicans and people like that, it generates business for them and brings people in. Now, um, often we, recently we haven't got great games because we've got, like, from places like Western Australia where there's no direct flights, but it does yeah. boost the economy and that's one of the drivers of it. So, yeah, it's just interesting. It's the first person who's actually made a comment about, you know, that, that split of games and it's been very, very quiet. And, you know, the other thing that I, I have found interesting too is they're talking about building a stadium, but is that where the um, team's going to train? You know, where are they going to have their training facilities and all of that, which is a, yeah. another issue in football, yeah. You make a really good point. In fact, a few really good points, Mike. Oh, a 7-4 split would be the minimum. You would think maybe a 6-5 split, but if it was 7-4, maybe they could guarantee that you get a pre-season game down there as well. And maybe... I'm not sure what the training base situation is going to be, but maybe um, Launceston is well-equipped for the training base to be there as well, even though I can always see the majority of games being played in Hobart. Um, but a great to have you call, Mike. Please call any time because I want to watch this one with interest. Stephen Port Arlington's got a thought on the Tassie team as well, given that the Prime Minister, Mr Anthony Albanese, has weighed in and sort of suggested that uh, Tassie should have got a team in the AFL before the Giants and the Suns. You there, Steve? Yeah, how are you going? Yeah, good. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um, look, I used to live in Hobart, and 
you know, used to have to travel to Launceston to go see games, you know, when Hawthorne played someone. But um, for the sake of Tasmania, I think Tasmanians need to get over the north-south separation thing. Like, um, it's a capital city thing to, you know, generally to have a, a stadium built sort of thing. And, I mean, you've got yeah. people in Brisbane... Uh, how many people outside of Brisbane do do a travel? You know, you're talking two and a half hours from Launceston to Hobart. It's it's not a killer of a of a distance compared to the days when they had no AFL and they have to fly everywhere. Um, I just think, for the sake of getting an AFL team, they need to they need to put those differences aside. Just accept that it's going to be in Hobart for a while at least. Maybe they can throw up some extra games later on down the track. But, you know, if you want to get a team off the ground, you've got to make it as easy as possible for them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think and I, two and a half hours might sound like a long distance to Tasmania, but when it comes to country travellers travelling to games in states in Australia, there, there are a lot of people who do the two-hour trek to games in Victoria um, because that's what it takes sometimes to get down and watch your team at the MCG or Marvel Stadium. So, yeah, maybe it's a bit more of a regulation thing for us and maybe it's not this whole Launceston versus Hobart argument. But I think you're right. In essence, we have to get over it, or at least Tasmanians have to get over it and make sure that they can do the right thing by their state in general. And the right thing by their state in general is getting this thing built in Hobart, even though the majority of games might end up being in Hobart and not Launceston. Great to have your calls. We'll keep taking a few more calls on it, one three hundred seven three six seven three six shortly. But uh, as I mentioned just before the news, Alan Obst has been good enough to join me. He's now part of Victoria Azarenko's camp. He's been a fitness guru, a physio all his life since playing AFL, and he's been good enough to join me on the line. Alan, welcome to the program. Great to have you on. Thanks very much, guys. Another, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. So you're part of a long line of ex-AFL players like uh, Tom Couch was with Daniel Collins. Uh, Brett Stevens as well, Fitzroy Gunn for 133 games. Uh, Todd Viney was a coach for a while. You've been part of the fitness industry for a while. And as a physio, your knowledge base has been tapped into by Victoria Azarenka, which is a fairly exciting time for you. Yeah, very exciting time. Uh, I'm not sure if you should put me in the same calibre of those players, though. Their, their careers <laughs> were substantially uh, more established than mine. But, uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be to be working with a world-class player at the moment in Victoria. So, um Really enjoying the road. Really enjoying the experience at the moment. So, what's your involvement, Alan? What What do you do on a day to day basis? So, I'm full time physio with um, with Vika. So, I travel with her full time. So, uh, it's it's different to team sports. You're kind of on the clock for basically most of the of the day because you're normally you're normally living with the player. You're in, in the same hotel, and uh, so you you're kind of on the clock. I mean, sometimes in all seriousness, twenty four seven. Albeit, you may not be busy for the whole time. Obviously, um, it's a bit of a bit of a variable kind of um, dynamic. You you kind of follow her around. You know, you train with her, um, you gym with her, then you do your treatment. So in, in and out of that, because you're travelling in a very small team, which is very different to team sports. You know, you always have breakfast together, you always have lunch. You, you know, ninety percent of the time, you have dinner together. So, um, I mean, I don't throw the, the, the word family around too often, but it, all, it is like you're a little family because you, you do really tend to do everything together. That's probably the biggest difference coming from uh, the world of AFL football and, um, and cricket and, and things like that. And I presume that no one's ever 100% on the tennis circuit either, Alan. Someone's always got a niggle or a worry or a, a strain that they're, they're concerned about, something even more than that. You've got to be ready to go 
you know, pre their event, but ready to go straight after and sometimes during a tournament uh, in the middle of a match, you might get called on for some advice. Yeah, uh, I tend to explain, um, I mean, if you don't follow tennis, I don't think people realise how much tennis actually play. I, mean, I explain, uh, like, an elite tennis player is like a, a washing machine that's just on the lowest setting uh, for a family of 10 that, that just keeps going and it just keeps going because uh, they, they just play so much and you lose and you travel and you go again. So, um, yeah, in the, in the world of sporting physio with tennis players, you, you're pretty hands-on. You, you have to get them up for, for trainings and then post-trainings and get them up for games. So it's it's just a vicious cycle of them kind of, yeah, playing and training, playing and training, travelling, playing and travelling. So it's uh, it can be pretty fun. Obviously, for the players, more because I'm a, more so for myself. What about when it comes to advice as to you might have to miss a tournament here or you might have to pull out of this event, this hamstring's a bit worse than, than your last one? Yeah, look, we, luckily for me, I haven't had to make that call yet with uh, Touchwood. I mean, Vicky's, she's fairly robust. But she's a little bit older now, so she, she's been through it. She's got a fairly high chronic load, so I haven't had to uh, make that decision. But um, you know, when it comes, it, it comes. It's a, it's a part of the nature, but... I suppose the good thing with tennis is one, it's non-contact, uh, non-contact, sorry, um, and they don't really achieve high-speed running because it's it's a court base, it's it's, it's smaller. Um, so I mean, generally, it's you know not easy to stay on top of it, but I think it's fairly easy to prevent big long-term injuries. As you said, it's more just about um, yeah, staying on top of the niggles. But as I said before, you spend so much time with her, you're kind of not missing any information. You know, if you see someone once every day or once every two, three, four days, you rely on what they're telling you a lot more than what you're seeing yourself. So the good thing with being with a player 24-7 is you don't really misinterpret any of the information or the data because you're there with them. How were you recruited by her? Yeah, so I was a senior physio at the Redbacks, um, literally next door. You know, She was in Adelaide last year for the Adelaide International, um, right next door on War Memorial Drive and... Long story short, I just I got asked to treat one of the tennis players, um, and at the time I was literally getting married that week, and I had a bit had a bit going on, so I originally mm. said no, and then I got asked again, and kind of just uh, helping a friend of a friend out, I met Victoria and just treated her neck, and we got along really well. Um, and the funny thing is, uh, she wanted to see me Saturday. Again, I said, look, I'm getting married. I can't see you Saturday. <laughs> um, and the funny thing was she actually rang me the morning of my, of my wedding to say congratulations, good luck. I said, that's cool. And she said, look, I've, I'm a bit sore. Can I see you tomorrow? And I said, well, I'm, uh, I, I can't see you first thing in the morning. I'm in the brasser. So she actually ended up putting her flight back, and, and I raced back to treat her on the Sunday. Um, and I think she appreciated that. She invited me to go to the Australian Open with her last year, which, which I did do. I just took some annual leave from the, my job at the Redbacks. Uh, enjoyed the experience. And, yeah, before I knew it, she offered me a full-time job. And I just thought it'd be a really good time in my life. I mean, albeit recently married, wasn't great timing with the, with the wife. But, you know, pre-kids and all that, I thought, OK, if we're going to do this, we might as well do it now. So did your wife travel with you? I presume you're travelling all over the world. I mean, the, the travel this year has been amazing. I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah, basically all over the world. And my wife, uh, Jamie, she's um, she's a school teacher, so she's she kind of stepped back and did some relief work, and she came and went as she pleased. So she came to Roland Garros in Paris. She came to New York and 
all the all the big grand slams. Um, so yeah, she kind of just comes into uh, comes and goes as she pleases at this stage, which is seemingly working not too bad. And Victoria, what's she ranked twenty four? I think seated twenty four for the Australian Open. How's her preparation? Yeah, I mean she's I mean she played really well in Adelaide, particularly the first tournament. Um, yeah, it's a bit good start to the year. I mean she's moving well. The good thing is because she's a bit older. I mean she gets nervous like everyone, but you know she knows what she needs to do to, to prepare. Things are fairly consistent on, on her end. And if I know anything about sports and performance, generally the more consistent you are, the better things are going to go. And she's she suited probably more to the, to the harder courts. Um, so I'm, I'm confident that she'll, she'll go fairly well. Fingers crossed. Things are going pretty well so far. But yeah, it's only, only early into the year. Alan, great to have a chat to you. I'll let you get away, but I'd uh, love to have a chat to you next week if you can come on again. Uh, for you guys, anytime. <laughs> Alan Ops joining us, uh, former Central Districts, North Melbourne star, Redbacks physio, and now travelling with Victoria as a renker. Uh, we'll take a break. The quiz is not far away. Tommy Greer also not far away. So looking forward to both. Together with Mackers, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test. India v Australia in February. Mackers' last fan standing competition. That's not far away. And Tommy Greer as well, with Nick Kyrgios joining the ownership group for South East Melbourne Phoenix. You're with Dwayne's well.